Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Ausbiz Live from our Barangaroo studios. Lovely to have your company for the next hour or so on the call. 10 stocks picked by you. I put those stocks to two of our experts on the panel today. We do it all in one hour. Let's bring in the experts, Rudy Philip Van Dyke from FN Arena. Rudy, how are you, sir? You good? Good so far. I loved your coverage on CSL during the week after the downgrade. <laughs> very measured. Had to do it. it was very good. <laughs> Bad things happen to good companies. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That and, was that's, the, and that's just life. That was the theme. Yeah. Are you getting lots of reaction from your subscribers to CSL? Yes, I actually do. It's it's for the second week in a row the most researched stock on FN Arena. Wow. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beating the banks at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves that. Philip Pepe from Shoreham Partners. Philip, how are you? That's very um, good to be. How are your clients reacting to CSL? And what are you telling them? We, um, we focus on small and mid caps, but I've followed CSL for a long time mm. and it's, it's been a perennial performer. Yeah. So, my read of what's happening is people who thought they missed it. In reality, what's a small pullback in the overall scheme of things? It's almost like, okay, now's my chance to finally buy this great stock that I may have missed out on at 300 plus. I remember when it was $50 when I was a fund manager and people tell me it was expensive. You're not that old, are you? I, I'm older than I look, thank you. Um, people saying, oh, it's expensive at $50. Yeah, exactly. Well, now we're at 300 uh, yeah, yeah. 300 plus. So I think people are seeing what was probably a minor hiccup, you know, a bit yep. of a gross margin miss, defendable, given what's happening in the world. But people are saying, it's great, I can finally buy CSL cheaper than it was two weeks ago, but still, I think it's second largest company in the market. Third. Third, Third yeah. 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 Before yeah. the downgrade. After BHP and, and CBA. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I wrote a story two or three weeks ago, and I used uh, Technology One as the example. Um, because I basically put them in, in, in similar baskets, although they're, they're different in size. But history shows when something like that happens to like the pullback in price with those high quality companies, you should buy. You shouldn't yeah. linger on for too much because the same shows if you go to the history of REA Group, for example, or car sales, every time they sell off, yeah. I mean, you, you better buy instead of trying to focus on how much bad news could yeah. be out there. Yeah, yeah. Because if you give it time enough, all of a sudden you look back over your shoulder, you go like, I'm so glad that's in my portfolio. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then, and then, oh no, no. But it's that yeah. special group of companies because uh, there's also the saying is that you don't invest in a company that's in a downgrade cycle. You wait for it to turn. Yeah. But you're saying that that prestige end of the market, a um, uh, one cent back doesn't normally have a ripple effect going forward. There is, there is, if you look at the quality of the companies and, 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 the, and the, the, what's behind the, the disappointment, yeah. there is a big difference between, for example, an Appen or a City Chic or, or that yeah. type of company and the likes of car sales or REA Group or CSL, yeah. when they have a little bit of a setback, there is no comparison there. And, and there's, 
I mean, people are talking about the pain trade in CSL. You know what? It's not even 10%. Yeah? Yeah. Pain yeah, trade yeah. is 35 down or 50. Yeah, yeah. You know, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seldom witnessed that. But whenever you do, you know you have a bad day when, when, you, have, when you own something that all of a sudden is half in price. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But Another quality company, IDP Education, had a yeah. hiccup a couple of weeks ago. It was down 20% on the day. So when CSL is down 8%, oh, it's terrible. It's like, it's eight percent. Yes, but in CSL's case, people get people get a little bit carried away because it's it's a very high share price. Like it's, it's yeah. three hundred dollars. Yeah. So when twenty dollars comes off, people go, "Oh, terrible!" Yeah. Like the twenty dollars in CSL is less than one cent in some other stocks. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. All right, let's get into the stocks that you want us to cover today. Uh, Delta Lithium is on the agenda. Woolies, Downer EDI, Nick Scarley, Grange Resources. That's a good mix of stocks, isn't it, in the first half hour. Uh, stock of the day, we thought we'd take a look at Centuria Capital. Uh, the company acquired the Bustleton Boulevard Shopping Centre in WA for $16 million, which will form a wholesale property fund trust. The trust is forecast to start yield 7.5%. Paid monthly, uh, initial five-year term, uh, will seek to raise about 11 million to launch the trust next month. All right, Philip, what do you reckon? Um, is it the time to be getting? It's only a small transaction, um, given that, um, but getting into retail property trusts at the moment. What do you think? My. I'm going to call this one a hold because right. they have the advantage that they can do these sorts of transactions and they're more diversified being a fund manager. But my, my issue with property trusts, generally speaking, is people like to compare the share price to net tangible assets um, yep. or their current cap rate. Those cap rates are so out of date because mm. they're based on transactions from six months ago. The, the volume um, in the sector, they're thin. So yeah. it's it's not a fair market value at the moment because people don't want to transact at what would be market prices. So in a lot of cases, you've seen share prices fall well below um, NTAs and people saying it's cheaper, cheap, cheap. My view is as a sector, those NTAs are coming down. As Just look at what's happened to interest rates, right? Yeah. Um, those NTAs theoretically should be a lot lower than they're currently published, but because they're based on recent transactions, there haven't been many, they look like they're cheap. So for me, until the world wakes up to itself and realises that those NTAs aren't real uh, or aren't effective because we haven't. It's not a proper liquid market. They're probably not as cheap as that analysis suggests that they yeah. are. So not all of them, but some of them. So I'm going to call this sector a hold because this whole argument is um, it's at a material discount to NTA. The NTA is not always real. Yeah. It's going to take some time for it to adjust. We're about to come into the June slash August reporting season. We'll see some adjustments. You might get NTAs going up, which is silly given what's happened to interest rates. Very, yeah. very simply, interest rates up, NTAs must come down, yeah. um, but they won't. So for me, I would park this sector generally. Yeah. Pick the good ones, uh, yeah. but it's a hold. There's there's other areas to... Uh, Rudy Dexas came up on the call last week. Uh, yes, it's commercial, not retail, so we've got to make that differential. Uh, but the point were, that Philip was making was made back then that that uh, the valuations, because these sort of um, REITs don't want to revalue in a falling market. If you can delay, 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 you look better. But Dexas had to sell a small commercial property for 17 million below its valuation. And yes. one of the few ever to do the benchmark at the moment. So the, what the, Philip's saying is that 
all of these valuations are so old, they're not realistic at the moment. That is true, but um, we, we, we have some unlisted assets, and, and there's, a, there's the occasional one from, from DEX, but we have a lot of unlisted assets that are actually changing hands. Yep. The, the revaluations are happening, but they are much lower, much smaller at this point in time than what the share market is pricing in. in the, so, the, ah, okay. so if you look at stocks okay. like Centuria, yep. um, and, and there's a very simple way of doing this, you look at the, the forward-looking implied dividend yield, um, for memory, there's something like seven, more than seven, between seven and seven and a half. That's quite a lot. Yep. That's really a lot. Right? Yep. That, al- that already gives an indication the market is already putting quite a, a big a discount on the valuation. So when I see analyst reports coming through, and, they, and, they, and there have been some analysts that have been trying to put some, some valuations on the sector as a whole, the general conclusion seems to be that the, the, the valuations are already accounting for quite a lot of downside. It's just mm. that the market doesn't know how much exactly where that's going to end up. Yeah? Okay. But I think for the for the for the quality ones, and maybe for the larger ones, is this quality? Uh, yes, but this is one of the smaller ones. Right. Um, I'm still old enough to remember that this was one of the best performing uh, reads on the stock exchange. And that shows you the power of, of bond yields. Yeah. Right? At one stage, this was flying. Yeah. I, I remain a big, a big fan of uh, Goodman Group. Yeah. They are comparable, except for the fact that Goodman Group is, uh, I don't know how many times, larger than, yeah. than Centuria is, like a lot. And mainly in industrial. And exactly, yes. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you do carry, but if you, if you want to be really critical about it, uh, they, they don't seem to be getting away from the $20 a share. Right? Mm. They go from 19, 21, 19, 21. Yeah. Yeah. And that is also the volatility in the bond market, which it, it upsets people. And, um, but the good thing is we have a, we have a confession season going on and Goodman Group has again reiterated they will meet their expectations. Mm. Yeah, that's why it's, 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 it's not lower. No? It doesn't yeah. fall. Yeah? Yeah. And I'm a big fan of Goodman Group. Having said so, what we have to take into consideration is bond yields. The big question mark is, yes, inflation is coming down, but how quickly is that going to be? If you're very positive about it, then we should have lower bond yields, yeah. which means these undervalued trusts, they, they both say they will have a jump, right? Um, but as long as that, that, that remain, remains unanswered, you have discount, and we're obviously waiting on, on transactions to come through, so we get a clearer picture, hopefully in August, yeah, probably a little bit too early, but we will get some adjustments. I think given the, the, the tradition, the legacy that, that these guys have, and this is, they are amongst, the, let's say, the more entrepreneurial teams in the market, you can give them the benefit of the doubt, I think. Also because you're buying at a discount. Yeah. I mean, you're getting 7% plus in, in, in yields. Um, I don't think I've seen anyone who covers this sector suggesting that they will have to have to cut their, their, their payout. Okay. And you just have to trust on the fact that, because it, the, the knife cuts both ways. These guys are constantly on the lookout to acquire assets, which they now probably can do at a discount and sell them onwards and make, make a return out of that. That's basically the, the, the bread and butter what they do. Yeah. So you have to trust that these guys keep doing what they're doing and given enough time, you'll end up on, on the positive. As right. you so you're saying a buy? Yes, but... You are? Yes, okay. but do take into account that you may have to be patient. There's dividends. Okay. And it is, at the end of the day, it is a relatively small cap player in that sector. So at times, uh, like don't throw 
whole your portfolio out because the the, the, okay. the the volumes in trade can be quite low. Yeah. Right. I mean, so long term buy. You have definitely have to have a long term view on also fact that uh, in okay. two three years time would this be your best be rate? No, and, and if you go on the, on the, on the risk reward, I would probably prefer uh, charter hall. Right. Probably also larger size. Yeah. And my 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 ultimate one remains Goodman Group. Right. And also okay. because size and sector. Okay. And legacy of, of management. Sure. All right. Let's get into the uh, stocks you want us to take a look at. Michael <laughs> wants a, a view, Philip, on Delta Lithium. Uh, Michael says they've got large hard rock lithium project in WA. Will be direct shipping all by the end of the year. They also have Hancock and Minres on the register, adding to M&A potential. Michael's done his research on this, Philip. Yeah, it's just missing the uh, the lithium share price, rate, which is um, Spodgeman in particular has been recovering recently. So it's it's well off its highs, but yep. it seems to be recovering. That seems to be exciting a lot of people. And I come back to my simplistic analysis of these businesses. If the underlying commodity is going up, then it's a buy. If the underlying commodity is going down, it's yep. a sell. This is up a bit. Uh, for me, that's a good share price run. I'm going to call it a hold because I'm going to suggest the share prices run well ahead of the underlying commodity price. They're yet to produce, but the announcements they put out recently has seemed to mm. have excited the, mm. the analyst committee. It's not covered by a lot of analysts, but it's generally um, perceived as a positive. It's almost back at a, at a 12-month high. Um, for me, I think Splodgemine is, is their main... Um, main commodity it's up a little bit it's not up a lot i think it's too early to call mm. we're going back to its highs so if you manage to pick the lows on that one and you're sitting there at 76 cents you'd almost take some profits or i, I, would call yeah, I was going to ask so yeah. would you take if you bought at the lows i, I would take definitely take some right. profits because it's a very volatile commodity yeah. that they're trading in so yeah. i would happily take some profits okay. on that one five, almost a five-year high though <clears throat> rudy and you often say and i know Henry Jennings does as well with these explorers turned producers. It's great to have the promise, but actually bringing a mine on stream and producing is the hard bit. It looks as though these guys are pretty close to the end of the hard bit and done it successfully. No, no, they are getting close to the bit where it becomes harder. Well, See, if what, they're shipping what, the end of the year, according yeah, to Yeah, but that's, Mark, that's, that's the first shipment. That's the first shipment. It's, oh, right. it's, it's okay. getting up to nameplate name uh, capacity. Yeah? Right, okay. And that's the difficulty. But so right. what, you, what you often see, and this is not just lithium, this is miners in general, the easy part is when they don't do anything and promise a lot and they're yep. just raising money and, and preparing the project because of that. There's no, there's no margins to account for. There's no disappointments. Once they start producing, then there's all kinds of stuff that happens. I mean, mm. Machines break down, uh, margins all of a sudden. Yeah, but you're earning money. Yeah, but that's okay, not the point then anymore. I mean, it's, right. it's about, uh, we're, we're, we're expecting you to get to nameplate. An example is uh, yesterday, for example, uh, another lithium producer, um, Lake Resources. Yeah. They halved their, 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 their forecast production. I mean, yeah, okay. Share price down 20%. Right. That's your problem. You're, you're going like them. These guys make money. Yeah, but a lot less all yeah, of a sudden. Yeah. Yep. And that's the problem with, with, with mining. We can all make projections. Right? Long term short, um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be chasing um, a lithium hopeful that isn't as yet a full producer. Um, if you want to play that sector, I would go for producers. Right. I mean, and, and the ones that are building up a, a legacy of essentially performing 
And, and I mean, why would you go outside of Pilbara or Elkham, uh, which are regarded, I mean, uh, in full production? And yes, they can still have disappointments. Maybe they don't always live up to expectations, but at least you have a business that's operational. Yep. I mean, this is a hole in the ground and lots of promise and, and market sentiment, basically. And right? if you want to diversify, I mean, Res gives you iron ore and lithium. Another example of uh, recent disappointment, uh, lower margins. Yeah. That is, unfortunately, something that's yep. going to stick so with you, the So you'd sell Delta at these Yes, yes I would, I would, to be honest, in, with my profile, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have gone there in the first place. Right. Um, people, people with holes in the ground are not very popular uh, in, my, in my casa. Right, <laughs> right. But um, and that's why I'm thinking, I mean, you, I mean, we can make money Share prices move, yeah? Yep. But if you want to make a more solid long-term investment, in my view, you go for businesses that actually are in operation and they have okay. margins, they have revenues, right. they have new okay. projects, investments. All right, well, this is, uh, our second stock is certainly in your wheelhouse. Wanda, Rhonda wants a, uh, a view on Woolworths. <laughs> there you go. Supermarket. One of the household names. Producing margins. In very short, I, I think Woolworths is a backbone of a long-term investment portfolio. Right. You just have it, basically. Yeah. I mean, it pays dividends. Dividends are rising every year. Uh, it's a, it's a, I remember, I, I think it was last year, Goldman Sachs did a, did a survey throughout Asia in, in, in trying to establish which are the strongest brand names in Asia, and, and Australia is part of Asia. Uh, Woolworths was one of the strong brand names that came out of that. Um, yep. One of the strongest we have on the ASX. I mean, that's an extra reason to have that in your portfolio. I mean, the, there's always historically you've had times when when Coles was in the, in the was leading the market, and you have times when Woolworths are leading the market. I'm actually not old enough. Um, when I came to Australia, Coles was in the lead, but was losing the lead. And ever since, I've, I've already rega always regarded that. Uh, Woolworths is the better operator. Yeah. Um, that hasn't changed uh, under under West Farmers, unfortunately. And Coles are still uh, playing catch up. There's quite a few people around who think that Woolworths is still nibbling away at market share uh, yeah. at Coles. Um, the only the only thing you can you can throw against them here. There's two things you can throw against them here. The share price is not cheap, and that is because, of course, uh, the market is. Even though at the moment we're rallying, but we're still preparing for tougher times ahead. And in yep. tougher times, uh, people will still go to the supermarkets. Um, and the other, and the other, the other element, um, actually, for oh, the other element, of course, is um, we, they will have uh, pressure from from wages. Mm. I mean, it's it's one of the most wage-intensive businesses on, on the stock exchange. Yeah. I mean, people have to still have to fill. Even and though that minimum mean, wage cycle too. Exactly. So yeah. that is one of the things you can throw against them. But just like us with CSL, if at some point, and they did it, by the way, last year, they had one disappointing uh, market update and the share price yep. temporarily tanked. Down to $32. Or and again, example proven, <coughs> that's when you buy them and you just leave them in the portfolio because that's your, that's okay. your buying chance. So you'd be a whole. At the, at the moment, moment, I wouldn't chase them, but I, if I owned them and I owned them, for example, you just you just leave them. You just sit on them. Yes, Philip, agree. I agree to hold, yeah, and I'm old enough to remember Roger Corbett and Project Refresh, which is when Woolies, uh, you know, took over and became number one. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a safe space and, and a safe stock. Um, there's all this doom and gloom about retail. <clears throat> People still need to eat. 
And for me, the obvious trade, we came out of lockdown, spending, retail sales, restaurants, cafes, sales went through the roof. You probably find as the months go by, we're going to eat at home more. It's just mm-hmm. how it is. So um, food retailers are probably safe. They'll pick up yep. some of the you know, cafes will lose that. They will win. Um, my only concern is in what is really a three horse race. Uh, eventually, Coles and Aldi will win back some of that market share. We talk about... Matt, tra- does Metcash rate? Review? That's more con- yes, it does. Uh, it's more convenience store for the me. The IGAs. Yeah, 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 IJs yeah. there, but in terms of people talk about trading down, trading down, trading down. Um, mm. Interesting this morning, we talk about people aren't buying meat pies. People aren't buying meat pies because they traded up to more expensive cuts of beef. People aren't yeah. buying beer because they're switching yeah. back to wine. We're probably going to see people now mm. switching back to what's cheaper. You know, I'm not going to get my expensive wine or something. So the perception, at least anyway, is that Coles and Aldi are more price conscious than Woolies. Right. So if that is the perception in retail, and you might see people thinking, I might just go to Coles for my shop today or Woolies right. or Aldi for my mm. shop today. And, you know, mm. my $30 basket becomes 28 but I've, I've saved two bucks. Yeah. Um, there is a risk that um, Woolworths starts to lose some of that market share to the perceived cheaper brands. But it's a safe space mm. to invest. Right. So Woolies is not a sell, Woolies is a hold, mm. and they won't sit there and let it happen. Coles is four percentage four PE points cheaper mm. than Woolies. So right. I would say Coles is a buy because all the same um, macroeconomic oh. positives. Mm. Right. There is no that's a big price discrepancy between the two. Mm. Call it a two and a half horse race. Um, I would call Coles a buy and Woolies a hold, but both of them should mm. trend upwards should I think over the next twelve months. All right. By the way, Matt Cash actually is, is has made a, a significant turnaround. I mean mm. before COVID I was really of the view. I think I thought like these guys might be on their way out. I mean, they were really being squeezed by the big, by the big guys, and COVID has really turned around that that momentum because they are more also in the regional Australia, yes. and, yeah. and uh, people didn't go to the office anymore. Yeah, yeah. And they started buying regionally. I mean, and uh, they've done a really good job in in. But I would still go for the for the for the large okay. ones. But they are no longer in a precarious state oh, as, they, as they were in, in 2019. Good. All right, uh, Philip, the next one is down at EDI. Uh, Andrew wants a view. Um, also, uh, Andrew's saying, um, interested to hear what were the reasons for the sudden two price falls over the last 12 months. Down at EDI, sort of basically an in infrastructure facilities fund as a, or, or company. Yeah, under ICAC investigation. Yep. Yep. It's a sell. Yep. Um, so as I understand it, two material profit downgrades, change in management issues to do with contracting, uh, putting contracts out for tender. Uh, you just do a Google search, stuff comes up you don't want to see regarding the genuineness of what's, those tenders. What's the catering business they bought a few years ago? Uh, spotless? Yes. Spotless catering, yeah. yeah. I was going to say Spotify, but no. no spotless. So yeah, spotless yeah. <laughs> On analyst yeah. forecast, it's close to fair value. You would have thought yeah. a company like this would be screaming cheap. It's not. It's mm. almost in, on par with analyst forecast. Mm. Um, it's winning, you can see by the chart, it's winning back investor confidence. And I think they've got revised guidance that if they can hit it, that's mm. fine. You just don't need to be there. Um, my understanding is the investigations are around the legi- legitimacy of um, certain tenders. Their suggestion that there were sh- um, fake companies involved in the bid, uh, people on 
people were getting paid to tell someone what the next highest right. bit of This is all hearsay, don't take it as gospel, but you, you can see. Allegedly. So, allegedly. Yep. For me, that's enough alarm bells that it's not it's not cheap enough to for, for analysts to spend a lot of time on, in my opinion. Let this settle. They may come out with a clean slate. Yeah. You just don't need to get in as front a, of that. As right a, we often say, if you have 20 or 30 stocks in your portfolio, some stocks you just don't need, need to bother no. with if no. there's exactly. some exactly. grey areas. Exactly. I have a slightly different view, but the, but the end outcome is the same. Uh, why? I mean, don't, mm. don't, don't, don't bother. Um, First of all, um, management has made some really questionable decisions over the past few years, and one of them was the acquisition of Spotless, mm. um, which they, they were quite funny that when they spoke about it with, with the financial community, they were really generally surprised. It was a made deal, yeah? They knew each other. And the, how, how badly the reputation of Spotless was, and how much yeah. analysts and, and fund managers said, like, what are you thinking of? It's a principle from. A badly run company does not necessarily become become a gem when when, when you have a new owner. Yeah? Right. It's still a bad bad running company. And Spotless, they've they've been selling stuff, and it hasn't really. I mean, long story short, this is a contractor essentially still. Yes. And um, if there's one sector that you can identify as having um, some really disasters, and often companies going out of business, um, one would be retail, the other one would be contractors. I mean, we've had quite a number of contractors in, in, in recent history that literally went out of business. Um, I also think that the, the, that the person who asked the question should have a slap on the wrists um, because you should know that when companies issue profit warnings, I mean, that's the bread and butter of being an investor. You should know what the company is doing yeah. and why the share price tanks. Yeah? Yeah. So I see, I see a confession season that is opening up increasingly to profit warnings from companies, a company that has quite of a bad reputation and has issued two profit warnings in the past, I'm not so sure whether, they, whether you can exclude there's a third one coming. Right. I mean, so I'm okay. out of a risk assessment, I go like, just don't, just, you, yeah. don't you don't need the so pain. Right? This isn't in the CSL. No, so no, if this uh, one thinks, you don't necessarily throw more money at okay. it. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, let's take a look now at uh, Nick Scarley, um, Rudy, the uh, the big furniture manufacturer, yes, and darling become, of the market And for they've a long become time. bigger, and they definitely, they were one of those little small cap performers, but I'm, I'm worried here. You're worried um, about I'm, Nick Scarley? Yes, I'm, well, not, not about them, but about, I'm oh. worried about their, their clientele. Um, people, people may be waiting longer before they, before they renew their bed or uh, right. furniture in, in the bedroom. Because they are big ticket items, aren't and, they? And exactly, and that's, that's my worry. But you can also argue maybe that's already in the share price, yeah? but, but nevertheless, um, what I've observed so far is that this whole process of reining in uh, consumer spending, which is essentially what, what, what central bankers are aiming at here, it's a very long, drawn-out, gradual process, and we've only strictly taken. We've only, we're only now seeing the profit warnings coming through. Um, there is there was, there was a chance that this this is going to linger for much longer, well into next year. And in the meantime, you're sitting on a on a on a on a small cap stock where you don't where you don't really know whether there's a profit warning around the corner. Right. Um, so for that, from that perspective, I mean, I don't just like any other investor, I don't like companies in my portfolio that have to issue profit warnings. And right. if I can, I would like to have 
I would like to get rid of that risk. Yeah. So I'm not going. I'm not going anywhere near. Uh, even though they have rally. a different business model to a, a lot of the others, you actually buy, then they manufacture, and deliver. So they have no stock. That's always been seen to be the strength of Nick Scarly, is that? But but at the end of the day, it is as I said. It's it's still a relatively small cap company, right. and if if at the end of the day, they're still dependent on people coming in the stores yep. and going like, I want that new bed. Yeah. And if that uh, somehow gets delayed, th- there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. Look, I, I tend to agree from, from a risk management point of view, stock is a sell. Like, yeah. um, I mean, looking at consensus, there is a you know, pretty decent fall in 20, 2024 earnings forecast around 24%. Price target's still pretty high. Like the consensus price target suggests the stock is cheap. If there's going to be a slight downturn in retail, and we're starting to see that now with the recent ABS data, it's got to be in housing-related expenditure. We've had a major housing boom in some areas, housing prices above where they were before the 11 or 12 interest rate rises, which is ridiculous. Everyone talks about the mortgage cliff. They're not cheap and cheerful furniture, but eventually the, the mortgage cliff will start to affect their customer base. No, they might not hold a lot of inventory, but they've got a lot of leases, they've got a lot of yeah. staff. So that's a high fixed cost business. So for me, if you're worried about retail, you should be worried about housing related retail. And this mm. is clearly one. Uh, it's I, You just don't need to own yeah. it. So I, I would be Sell for you as well? Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, Nick, let's go back to miners now. And uh, our fifth stock, the last one for this half hour, RB wants to be on Grange Resources. Philip, the uh, uh, iron ore miner, mainly pellets. Uh, iron ore prices uh, done well the last few days. The, the China trade story is back on. Uh, it's a producer. So this is on the back of everyone saying China's going to stimulate their economy. Yeah. To- Look, the iron ore, yeah, exactly that. So the iron ore price dropped below 100 bucks a ton. In, her, in house, we were wondering what the hell's going on. This shouldn't be happening. It's, mm, I think it's our yeah. largest, top three largest export. Yeah. Um, it's now back on the growth path. They are a producer. They're in safe space in WA. Lots of leverage because of the price. I think it's got 100 mil, over 100 mil cash in the bank. So it's well funded. Uh, for Gee, me, share price hasn't moved though, has it? Uh, it's no. up, at, yeah. So it's again, this is <coughs> lagging the commodity price move. If the commodity price is up strongly, this should be up higher. Uh, that's a big fall over the last twelve months by the looks. Of yeah. it. So for me, he's actually worth a look. I think if you're playing, mm. uh, you probably prefer a larger one. Uh, imagine that's what, what you're going to say. Uh, but in terms of this one, it's in the right space. Um, you know, the com- I'm not a commodity price forecaster, but it seems to be recovering off their lows. So for me, it's got some good operating leverage. On, uh, it's, it's cashed up, mm. so the risk of running out of cash in the near term is probably minimal. Uh, so I'm going to call a buy based on the medium term outlook for iron ore and its leverage okay. to iron ore mm. price. Rudy? Two, um, the two main disadvantages in my view. One is um, it's, it's, it's a really small player in that sector. It's, yep. really, it's really a small cap. And the other one is, which I've um, brought about also when we, when we spoke about Grange uh, in, the, in, in the previous time, they're essentially operating as a Chinese subsidiary. Now, I've nothing against the Chinese, but their corporate governance is not really up to scratch. Right. And that would be two major no-nos for me. Right. Uh, if I want to play iron ore, I can see no reason why you wouldn't go for any of the, the three large ones, right. or even maybe even mineral resources. Right. Um, your risk-reward profile is, 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 is much better. Yes, people, people often think 
they can make more money with, with uh, the unloved, really small players in the market. But that might sometimes be temporarily the case. Over time, you will find that yeah. um, that's not the case. So go to Fortescue's and yes. DHP's yes. and the like. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's recap the uh, the first five stocks. Stock of the day, Centuria. Uh, long-term buy from Rudy, a hold from Philip. Uh, Delta, a um, uh, take some profits, I think, from both. Um, Rudy prefers Pilbara and uh, Alchem, who are already producing. Uh, Woolworths, a hold from both. Uh, Philip prefers Coles in this space. He reckons there's better buying there. Uh, Downer, a sell from both. Nick Scarley, a sell from both. Granger, buy from Philip and a no from Rudy. Uh, here on the call, we've been tracking our own high conviction fantasy fund as picked by the investment committee. You can see the uh, June committee meeting on the platform at the moment, osbiz.com at that meeting. Um, South 32 was replaced by Altium, Woodside Energy removed, its weighting of 3% split between CSL Linus and West Farmers. Uh, Elders removed, its weighting was split between the newly added Avita Medical and RPM Global. And uh, the fund is up about 9% since inception. Keep your uh, uh, suggestions coming through for the call because that is the first filter up. To, um, to the investment committee. All right, this half hour, we're going to be looking at Adbury, uh, Terracom, uh, Credit Corp, uh, Australian Agricultural and APM Animal Health. Uh, Rudy, Peter wants a view on Adbury saying, uh, this and Blue Scope charts look positive. Are they riding on a potential construction boom? I can't see it. So why is it trending up? Yeah, it's a good point. Huh? Sometimes you simply cannot explain why share prices go up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know whether whether Adbury is uh, catching up on Blue Scope or not, but uh, I don't have an explanation for this. Um, I do note that um, I lost count, but I think they've they've been issuing at least I think at least three profit warnings over the past two years or so. Uh, clearly, um, once upon a time, considered a relatively steady and reliable dividend payer, well, that, that has gone out the window. Um, I don't like it, to be honest. It's, it's, no. I think it's your, your typical lowly valued, uh, where a lot of value investors will be looking at it, like just like with Horizon Holdings, which is also creeping up. Yep. I actually suspect that a lot of those companies that have been perform- not performing in the past, they're creeping up because fund managers are putting fresh money in the market. and. The, the inclination is always to go for the laggards because they are cheaper. Yep. And you don't go for the ones that are shooting the lights out because... Okay, so, so they target a sector and say, mm. Blue Scope we'll or... We'll go for the cheap ones, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Come on. CSR is up. Yeah, exactly. Adbury has a... Um, so I'm not a big fan, and particularly not given the track record, the, the competitive pressures that are there. And, and I'm not so sure whether... Um, previously known as Adelaide Brighton, uh, is uh, is the best stock to play, the, the local. Um, if it's between the two, um, I would actually prefer Blue Score probably as, ah. as a better better, uh, better okay. uh, cyclical. But Blue Score <laughs> is international and you have to be careful what happens in China and in the US. Yep. Philip, as already said, the old Adelaide Brighton cement and yeah. uh, you get a great look at their plant as you go down the port road to Alberton, the home of uh, Port Adelaide. 
It's like the Taj Mahal of uh, Port Adelaide. So sell on that basis. Um, for me, with that price spike, was um, they showed that they've got some pricing power. So right. well, I think the share price mm. fall was because the well-publicised cost mm. pressures the industry is facing. Uh, so there was considerable market concern about that. And then they came out and put, a, put out a trade app. They didn't quantify, but they just said, we've had a great four months because of the price rises we put through. So the market went, oh, wow, we didn't realise you had pricing pressure. We thought it was all doom and gloom. That's what I'll come to in a second. So <laughs> a third of their book is residential. Yeah. Right. So if you look at, the, the, although the share price moved, Consensus doesn't believe it. Mm. So for what it's worth, and, can, and I'm part of, not for this stuff, but I'm part of consensus that they're not as smart as people think they are. Yeah. Um, consensus is saying no growth for two years mm. and consensus is saying, we don't believe this move, mm. you're overvalued. Mm. So if people smarter than me think that's premature, I'm gonna call it a sell because mm. if you've ridden mm. that price up, take your money and park it and, and wait for safety because um, it's very hard for companies to outperform if they're not growing and the yes. market's forecasting no growth for yeah. them. A third of their book is residential, at least based on last year, and I'm doom and gloom on the space. Um, and it's just not cheap mm. enough. So yeah. if, you, if you were lucky enough to get that bounce, take your profits and sell and uh, right. buy, buy CSL or, or something right. else okay. or, or Coles or Woolies. All right. Uh, do you like Blue Scope? It's got more US exposure, doesn't it? Yeah. And more recycled uh, exposure. Um, I'm not loving anything resident. I love. I like engineering construction. I stick to domestic, different, different market cap by SRG yeah. Global. It's pure right. engineering construction, much smaller, but it's Australian big ticket item. It's not residential. Okay. It's you know, multiple diversified clients. So I'd buy something like that. Stay at home uh, All right. rather than look mm. offshore. All right, Philip. Maddie wants a view on uh, Terracom, uh, coal miner. Um, yeah. Coking a bit of thermal coal uh, out of Queensland when the uh, we were going through the coal boom, it got dragged along as well and uh, has been dragged down. Now prices have come off, and now we're taxing all the coal companies in Queensland. Isn't yeah. that great? And we're wondering why our power prices are going up, and we all, we all can't afford the cost of living. I'm going to have to call this a sell, uh, even though you've ridden it down that far. The problem is the outlook. The reason, two reasons why it's come down there for A, the, the Queensland government taxes uh, on the, what was once recently a super profitable industry. Yep. If you can put the coking coal price or the thermal, you know, the coking coal price was 400 bucks not that long ago, 400 yep. bucks a tonne. It's now come off significantly because the Northern Hemisphere wasn't as cold as we thought. So the demand for coal mm. wasn't as strong and down comes coal price. It's by definition, it's six months away before we hit Northern Hemisphere winter. It's probably, I'm not a forecaster of commodities, but it's probably six months away before the coking coal price starts to recover. This, yeah. this company will follow the coking coal price up and down. It's probably sideways to down for the foreseeable future. By Whitehaven, it's New South Wales uh, based. Um, if you want a, a coking coal company, it sells to Japan. Um, so far, the New South Wales government hasn't done to the coal companies what the Queensland Is what government. Coking or thermal? Thermal. Thermal. Uh, thermal. Yeah. Um, but it's New South Wales. Yeah. So state yeah. risk. Uh, doesn't mean New South Wales won't change the rules. Yeah. Um, Isn't that funny when we talk about sovereign risk of uh, uh, mines in New Guinea or Africa and yeah. say no sovereign risk here except when state governments put up taxes? And <laughs> you want a Western Australian based commodity producer right is, okay. if you're in australia you want because they're not going to stuff up their, their greatest export no, their river uh, of gold, but uh, again i'm not a coal price forecaster but it doesn't look to me like the coal price is going anywhere 
south yeah. north anytime soon. They probably are cheap, um, but you've probably got six months to buy back in. So it's dead money for six months potentially. <laughs> the funny thing, every time I see those price charts, you know, when it was really spiking high late yeah. last year, I was having so many discussions with people on Twitter. Because I thought these coal companies, they're just taking the piss. They're, they're announcing all share buybacks and, and and they were all telling me that that's the right thing to do. And you see those prices, they just they just yeah. come down. It's like they fall in a heap. Yeah? Um, so I think there's a few conclusions for everyone who, I mean, I'm hoping that whoever asked the question that they weren't there and have waited all the way to here because mm. that's a pain, that's a pain trade. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, again, I think is it's that usual conclusion why do you go for a small obscure player in that sector when you have much larger companies yeah yes they might rise a little bit less in the good times but sure they don't fall as far in, in the not so good times yeah the only thing that that terracom has going for them is the comment that, that phil made <laughs> they, they look cheap now because they're on their knees yeah and yeah. for some investors that's that's the that that's when you buy yeah, yeah. you don't buy them when they're when they're when they're at the peak and everyone is positive you buy them when they're down on their knees, but I would still I would still argue if you want to play the coal sector, go for the more established players. Okay. I mean, don't Whitehaven. go for the exactly. Don't okay. go for the for the mini me's. Um, that's not a long term story. Okay. All right. So even sell if you read that down. Just get out. I mean, if you read that down, you're a sadomasochist. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're and, coming and, up to and June. And maybe by then. Coming up to June yeah, 30. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Make sure that you don't pay tax on your profits that you made elsewhere. Yep. All right. Uh, Marcus wants a view, Rudy, on Credit Corp, um, the big loan book. Yeah. Those are the guys who are on the phone when you can't pay your bills, yes. essentially. Yeah, yeah. Um, <sighs> For many, many years, I mean, I've never been as enamored by them as many, many fund managers, but they are one of those relatively steady, reliable performers in the margin. That has changed a little bit, as you can see in more recent times, because they have increasingly become a US story. Yeah. And in the US, of course, they're number one here, but in the US, they're just one of, one of the ones. And there are larger players in the US. So the competition in the US is, is, is hurting them. Um, because they're all competing to buy those ledgers, and that's yep. basically the long and the short of it. They, they um, buy the loan books of big financial organisations and say, four, four. we'll give you 95 cents in the dollar, whatever. 15 for, or so. 15, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, yeah. and then yes. we'll, we'll collect the debt. Yes, that's basically what they do. But then if yeah. someone else says, I, I give you 17 cents for the dollar, then all yeah. of a sudden you have, you have competition going on. Yeah. And that's yeah. basically what's happening in the US. Yeah. Um, so I can't, I don't really have my finger on the pulse on, on the exact implications of what's happening in the US, et cetera, et cetera. On the basis of, of how they've performed in the past, you might want to give them the benefit of the doubt here again, because again, the share price is much lower than where it has been. Yeah. But as I said, it's a bit of a, if you do it, don't do it with too much of your portfolio. And maybe given there are so many, I mean, I, I, I did a quick, very quick, uh, overview recently about how Australian shares have performed year to date. A little bit over half of the of the ASX 200 is is up for the year since January 1. That means a little bit less than half hasn't even moved or is lower. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's not like you don't have choice in mm. the Australian share market if mm. you want to put your money somewhere. And maybe there are better choices out there that have, have less question marks over them than a credit card, which at the end of the day Still is an alternative financial, but still a relatively small cap. And, yeah. um, and you're basically giving them the benefit of the doubt on the basis of historical performances. So you 
hold with I would, I would, I would, I would hold them here, yeah, because okay. they also pay a, a dividend as well. Yeah. So you, 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 you can collect the dividends while you're waiting for better times to, to, to come. Okay. Yeah. Look, I think hold is a fair call. I mean, the yeah. issue is the US. It was about 20% yeah. of their profits in the first half, and their US division was down 30%. So, and given where rates are going in the US, it's a debt collector, things should get tougher in the US than they are over here. Um, and I mean, just a bit of research before the show, competition for ledgers was pretty hot last year. It seems to be abating because their competitors know what's coming, so they're not overpaying as much as they right. used to. It doesn't make them any easier to collect. So I think no. the jury's out. This is not a stock you need to own um, no. outside the dividend. It's not overly expensive. I think the market gets that the, the outlook's murky. Uh, if you're bearish retail, you wouldn't be in this stock because mm. if retail is going to default on the credit card, guess what? They end up with that debt yeah, and they've yeah. got to collect it. Mm. So it's a hold slash sell. Uh, mm. If you were lucky enough to pick the bottom and made a profit, don't mm. think twice. Take take mm. your profits. Right. But it's not expensive. So yeah, that's a, it's right. a hold. A bit. It's a good long-term story. It's just a murky six to twelve months for, for mm. my my liking. You don't okay. need to be there, but there's no reason to rush out and sell tomorrow. We're six mm. weeks away from an update, so you might as well wait for that. Okay. Mm. All right. Um, Shira wants a view, Philip, on Australian mm. agricultural company, the uh, the big beef producer. <sighs> the stock is a sell on fundamentals, but when you've got Two billionaires on the register that own seventy percent of the company. You have Joe Lewis fighting out of the USA with fifty-one percent, and Andrew Forrest out mm. of the West on almost twenty percent. They see the value in the land clearly. Uh, yeah. Cattle prices mm. almost halved. Their cash mm. flow is pretty low. They never really make a solid cash flow. Um, again, this is one where the NTA always goes up because the value of the land goes up. How does the value of their land go up in a rising interest rate environment? That's just mm. what their value would say. Yeah. Um, the herd size changes, so even though the cattle price has fallen, uh, if you've got more cows, they're worth more. Um, in the absence of uh, Joe Lewis and Andrew Forrest on the register, I say stocks itself, forget about it. There's, there's other, other you know, ways to play ag. Yeah. I don't think a foreign-owned entity can ever take this company over. Mm, uh, right. and just owns too much land. It's it? too much valuable land for yeah. it's valuable Australian land, yeah. um, uh, agricultural land, um, and Twiggy can't buy it because someone mm. else owns fifty-one percent. So I think it's a stalemate. Um, yeah. Stock will move probably trade down a little bit as because the cattle price seems to keep falling. You just don't need it. So I'm going to call it a sell, um, right. just because the the outlook. You've seen that chart. Um, so just uh, do you like egg stocks at all? Have you? Uh, I, uh, were you one of the ones on the the elders bandwagon for a while? And I look, I still am. You still are, uh, well, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, pain trade. It's been a pain trade. You buy, in my experience, you buy ag stocks when everybody hates them yeah. because during a drought, it's never going to rain again. People perpetuate a drought. Um, during the bull market, we're going to grow off a high base. Um, in terms of this company, there's a long enough history to know that. They rarely make a cash flow. I look at cash flow. Mm. Um, their profits move up and down because of the change in NAV, which is non-cash. Right. They, I think it's one in five years, maybe I need to check. They rarely make free cash flow. If a company's mm. not making free cash flow, don't touch it. So yeah. in terms of ag, um, right. now's the time to be looking at ag when the view's pessimistic. Because right. people talking about you know a drought potentially coming, which personally, the yeah. ABS data isn't mm. suggesting a terrible season. Elders is halved. Elders has gone from 40 yeah. bucks to six bucks because of... And and the bloke who 
sort of triggered the lack of confidence by saying, he's back. I'm going to retire. He's going, oh, no, I'll just get, continue going. So they did a global search, torched 50% of the market cap to appoint the same person who probably didn't want to go in the first place, potentially. Right. So for me, that was in part conditions have come off their peak and in part perhaps the board uh, and management could have sorted their stuff out behind the scenes before yep. they come. So the elders are screaming by, but... The market's just Not, said, no, you, okay. you guys, uh, what are you guys doing? Uh, what right. are you guys and girls doing? Sort, sort your stuff out. Um, no, I don't think ag should be avoided. Ag is a good long-term play and we're a major exporter. Um, it's just that particular cattle stop. Yep. You know, uh, okay. Ready? Yeah, I'm not so sure about that good long-term play. I mean, my observation is always, we, we have most, almost without exception, or without exception, all of our ag plays are small caps. And, and, I've seen it now with, with Costa Group. Who, who on yes. The, the cycles are very short. Yeah. You know I mean, like one year they're, they're making they're making literally diamonds out of out of uh, blueberries, blueberries yeah. or uh, tomatoes, and, and the next year, guess what? They have to dump it. Yeah. And that and you see that in in the results. Yeah. Mm. Or avocados. Right. Mm. I remember one year that the big surprise was avocados. Now that now you can go to the supermarket, Woolies, and they they literally give them to you. I mean, you don't even yeah. have to pay money. Please take avocados. Yeah, <laughs> Costa is listed. Yeah, and they are obviously one of those ag stocks. So I'm I'm always very skeptical in in the long term perspective of ag stock because you just have to pick them probably when they're on their knees. Yeah, and then ride ride the wave and don't be too greedy and make sure that you're that you're out but before the tide turns. Coming to to agricultural co. Uh, I, have a, I have a slightly different view, but I end up with the same conclusion as, as Philip does. We, we, a while ago, we had those um, aqua companies listing as well. They're basically, yep. they're basically growing fish, and, and the, the returns are basically the, the revaluation of the fish in the tanks. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and we had a few other ones uh, CSS, Clean Seas, Tuna. How come you don't hear from those companies anymore? You Murray, know why? Murray, because Murray, 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 Murray. Ultimate, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, they end up in the darkest they corners of the markets yeah. because it's, it's more accountancy than, than anything else. Yeah? And, yeah, yeah. and Agricultural Co., believe it or not, is, is one of the companies I still remember from my, from my first months in Australia. And I thought, that's yeah. an interesting company. But at the end of the day, it's all about revaluing land and revaluing the herds. And there's very little there. If you look at the history of it goes them, back to Holmes Accord. Uh, yeah, Holmes yes, Accord. yes, exactly. Yeah. Originally yes. put it together, yes, Robert yes, Holmes Accord. Yes, yeah. exactly. You're right. Yeah. And if, if, if you look at the financial history, I know, exactly. Where's the beard? <laughs> if you look at the financial history, there's occasionally there's a year when they have a positive EPS. Yep. And the rest is all negative. Yeah. Yep. And that's it's accountancy. Yeah. And the other thing is, is that my understanding is that um, competition for beef is, is, is heating up in Australia, which explains why the, the prices are going down. Yeah. Again, it's to- totally out of their control. So as an investor, I think you need to look at the nature of the company and how it operates and how, where, it, where it gets its results from and how they're being composed. It's the same with, in the past, we had, we had trusts that, or companies that, that only revalued their, their assets constantly until the point comes that they, don't, they, they can no longer do that, yeah? That gap between accountancy profits and, 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 uh, and cash flow is sometimes really, really large, and that's, that's, a, way, that's a way it's signal. So I, I have a different view than Philip. I wouldn't even go there. Right? Right. You, just, you just don't go in those but companies. Say, they're, not, they're, not for the, they're not for us. No. Right? We want dividends, growing profits, 
and I mean an uptrend. In, and you in, put elders in that that category as well. In the agriculture, you mean? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It's a bit, bit more diversified. I know also. this. I know this. But as you see, then the market wipes off fifty percent of the of the value, yeah. and that's a pain trade. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, for me, elders, the, the cycles yeah. are too short. You get elders, new farm, grain corp that are more service providers rather than growing yes. stuff and hope they right. can sell. Yeah, they yeah, can yeah. be a bit more defensive, but yeah, I, I get your point. But then yeah. Costa listed and they, they thought they were different too. If there's yeah, something yeah. that's gone wrong, it's gone wrong with Costa. It's yeah, just yeah. One, of those, one of those things. All right. Um, of course, the, uh, the family company of uh, Frank Costa for Geelong fans, uh, Geelong AFL president for many years. Um, all right, our final stock, Raven wants a view, Rudy, on APM Animal Health. It's uh, in the veterinary business and providing products to veterinarians. I was actually surprised. I had a quick look. Uh, I mean, the market cap is below 100 million, which yeah. is, <laughs> that, that gives you already partial of the story. But if you look s- simply at the financials, it doesn't look too bad. It actually looks, you'd be, you'd be surprised why the share price is where it is. Um, it's not widely covered. Some of the analysts are saying the market has simply grown skeptical about cash flows, about whether they're going to achieve uh, what management is predicting and all of that. And that's probably what you see in the share price. Um, Having said so, I I, I think there's quite a few people around it, in particular previously when the share price was higher, they were actually a little bit less downbeat on it. So given where it is and given that the financials actually don't look that bad the market is basically waiting my understanding is for management to come out and and prove that they can they can achieve what they what they what they what they think they can right you can probably give it the benefit of the doubt here but again do it in a risk adjusted manner and don't go overboard because these small cap stocks my favorite joke is uh what's a stock that has fallen by 90 percent that's a stock that first fell by 80 percent and then halved Right. And that's always what you have to keep in mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so hold for you on that. I will give it a, a risk-adjusted uh, bunt. Oh, risk-adjusted buy. Okay. I'll call it a buy. Uh, my colleague uh, covers this stock, so I've got to do the right thing, call it a buy. Um, it has disappointed. I think um, people are expecting it to deliver more operating leverage than it did, although the gross margin was okay. Um, its operating costs went up and mm. just didn't deliver the operating leverage that it should have with a store rollout. Ironically, part of its business is servicing livestock, servicing cattle, and you know cattle prices have halved. Mm. Hate to say, the value of the beast mm. is halved, therefore the value you spend on keeping it healthy yeah. goes down. But they do service the pet care market, and yeah. for those who have pets, they're as good as children in some cases, and they will spend yeah. on pets. So I think a lot of the negative news is now in the price. We've seen the downturn in their um, livestock business. Mm. We've seen them miss um, the operating leverage. Expectations are so low now. If they can show that the cost increases are behind them, and they can start getting the top line growing faster uh, than the cost line, then they'll get the re-rate. So I'm prepared to back the, we're at the stage now mm. where you're just backing people spending on yeah. pets. Exactly. Yeah. And people will always spend on their pets. Yep. So I think it's safer now than it was in a year ago. There may have even been a takeover premium um, mm. a right. year ago, which is now out of the price because yep. when all ag stocks uh, were through the roof, who's going to buy who? I think we're at the stage where now where no one's buying anybody because the multiples don't add up. So yep. you're getting this at a discounted fundamental with no takeover premium if there was one um, and my experience if you're a pet owner you're going to spend on your pet so mm. I think it's a, it's Absolutely. worth a look so I'll, I'll call it a buy and back my colleague does, does this mean this one goes to the commission? 
Uh, it does. It does go to the committee. It'll be interesting to see uh, what they think of that. Henry Jennings and uh, the gang. All right, let's recap the uh, final five stocks. Uh, Adbury, uh, a sell from Philip, a no from Rudy. In that sector, he would prefer uh, Blue Scope. Uh, Terracom, a sell from both. Uh, Credit Corp, a hold from Rudy. A hold veering towards a sell from uh, from Philip. Uh, Sell from both for AACO. Uh, Philip reckons that elders is a screaming buy. Uh, Rudy doesn't agree with that. And APM Healthcare, a buy from both, although Rudy puts it as a risk-adjusted buy, which is, uh, I think, a good term for it. Rudy Fellbeck van Dyke from FN Arena. Good to see you, mate. Did it turn out well for you? <laughs> it uh, did actually. Because did you're actually. a bit cautious in your opening comments, uh, <laughs> a bit nervous on whether it was going to go well. I'm not so sure whether specifically, specifically about this program. There's, there's still more in the day, but, <laughs> but I'll take all the good oh. news that comes towards oh, me. Oh, <laughs> now you've really taken the spring out of our step for the rest of the day. All right, mate, good to see you. Uh, that's our show for today. Uh, if you've got any stocks you'd like me to uh, put to the panel, uh, you can send them. go to osbiz.co slash callpicks on the website or tweet us using the at osbiztv handle. Uh, more of Osbiz after this. The call back tomorrow, midday Australian Eastern. See you then.